0: invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn to Exodus chapter 34, Exodus chapter 34 verses 29 through 35, Exodus 34, 29 through 35. The scripture says when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near him, and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we have sensed your presence and we have been praying, fellowshipping, talking with you all morning long. Father, we now just invite you to continue that conversation. We invite you to speak to our hearts. Help us to understand. Help us to listen. Help us to obey. In Jesus' name, amen. If there was ever a man who had great responsibilities... That if he attempted to carry them by himself would result in being totally crushed by an incredible weight, surely it would be Moses. But wait a minute, you might say to me, you might say, John, hold on a minute. Isn't our responsibility as men, fathers today, isn't our responsibility before God as significant, maybe even as demanding? Don't we feel an incredible, almost unbearable pressure at times when we seek to lead and guide our children that the Lord's entrusted to us? See, when Moses discovered, give you a little bit of the context, when Moses discovered that the children of Israel had engaged in revelry and idol worship, and as you remember, making the golden calf, after punishing them, he ascended back to the mountain to make intercession for the people. And while he was upon the mountain, the Lord spoke to him. Moses was up on that mountain for 40 days, 40 nights. And the scripture says when when Moses came down from that mountain, his face literally shone. People could hardly bear to look at him. There are three things I want us to see this morning in this passage of scripture And that's the following. The first is, dads, time alone with God will transform your life. Second thing, time alone with God will prepare you to share his message. And finally, veils may be necessary sometimes for those who are not ready yet to receive the whole message of God. Let's look at point number one. Time alone with God will transform your life. And my question to you dads is this. What is behind the veil in your life? I mean, what I mean by that is what really goes on in your home behind closed doors. I know every night when you know I don't know six, seven, eight o'clock at night, I take those little blinds, those little mini blind things, and I you know and I close those blinds in various rooms throughout our house. What's going on when you draw the shades? What's going on in the hidden part of your life? In the Middle East, the women wear the veil as an act of submission or humility or discretion. But what goes on in our lives, men, behind the veil? Moses was upon the mountain. He was up upon Sinai. He was alone. He was hidden from sight from everybody else. No one else really had any idea what was going on with Moses. But we know, we know, according to God's word, on top of that mountain, the Lord God of all creation, the Lord God who had delivered the children of Israel out of the hand of Pharaoh, the Lord God who had redeemed them through the Red Sea. This Lord God was talking to Moses face to face. During those 40 days and nights, God was speaking, teaching, instructing, revealing himself to Moses. I wonder, dads, has it ever crossed your mind? Has it ever occurred to you that if you want to get to know the God who delivered you, if you want to get to know the Savior who saved you, if you want to get to know Jesus Christ or your loving Heavenly Father, then you're going to have to spend some time alone with him. You're going to have to have a time where you're hidden away, where he can speak to you face to face. And if I was to ask you, what goes on behind closed doors in your house with your relationship with God? What would you say? I know if you had asked me that question years ago, you know what I would have said? Not much. Because for me, I don't know about you, the best place I could ever sleep in my life was church. Because church is about the only place I ever got perfectly still. And it was demanded of me by my parents, you know. I mean, I had to sit there just like this in a cool, quiet sanctuary. And I can imagine some of y'all are already falling asleep, probably. You know what I mean? So you're sitting here just like this. And so what I was taught by my you know, Sunday school teachers, and they meant well, is that that's what I was supposed to do. On a, every morning I was to sit still at home. I was to open up my Bible and read. And if I did that, you know what would happen in about a minute? You'd go to sleep. Just, you know. So um, that's, you know, years ago, that's what I would honestly say. But you know what? I've discovered something. I've, I've discovered that there, there is uh, some encouragement in that area. Uh, matter of fact, this whole month we're trying to encourage you. Have any of you ever seen this little book? It's a devotional book. Any of y'all ever seen this book? Raise your hand if you've seen Jesus Calling. A few of you have. I want you listen to this. Imagine you're alone tomorrow morning sitting at the breakfast table by yourself, and you read this. You are my beloved child. I chose you before the foundation of the world to walk with me along paths designed uniquely for you. Concentrate on keeping in step with me instead of trying to anticipate my plans for you. If you trust that my plans are to prosper you and not to harm you, you can relax and enjoy the present moment. Your hope and your future are rooted in heaven where eternal ecstasy awaits you. Nothing can rob you of your inheritance of unimaginable riches and well-being. Sometimes I grant you a glimpse of your glorious future to encourage you and spur you on. But your main focus should be staying close to me. I set the pace in keeping with your needs and my purposes. Whose perspective is this written from? How did this author write this devotional? As if what? Jesus was speaking to you directly, right? What an opportunity, dads. If you struggle with having time alone with God, what a great way to begin that. Pick one of those up. I was introduced to another book I want to share with you. This book is called Voices of the Faithful. This book is a devotional, but it's written by missionaries. And you think, well, what are missionaries writing devotionals for? Aren't they out telling telling people about Jesus? What do they have time to write? Listen to this. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the Fields produce no fruit. You're familiar with that passage from Habakkuk. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but listen to this missionary couple. We had prayed for children for years with no success. We could identify well with Sarah and Hannah, but the pain didn't go away. As we began the process of adoption, we encountered obstacle after obstacle. The cost, the travel, as we were missionaries in Spain trying to adopt from Guatemala. The time away from our work and the endless paperwork. God opened one door at a time, first providing some adoption grants, then providing approval from our missions agency to go to Guatemala, and then providing money to pay for part of the travel. Once in Guatemala, what should have been a six-week experience turned into a seven-month trial of our faith and perseverance as we face problem after problem. Our paperwork was rejected five or six times for random reasons, and we were about at the end of our rope. Yet in the midst of it all, God reminded us of His faithfulness. He showed us that we could be thankful even though things did not happen in the timing we had desired. He showed us that even though we did not yet have the final adoption decree, He was worthy to be praised. Our faith had to grow to be able to still believe that God would work out the impossible. He did work everything out in his timing. After a year of difficulty, we are back in Spain with our two precious children. If you're trying to start that time alone with the Lord, I would encourage you. These are tools that will help you, dads. You might want to get you even a little notebook, you might as you read the scripture, jot down notes, your prayer request. What's interesting about this is when Moses spent this time alone with the Lord, what happened to him? From Moses' perspective, what happened to him? Look at the verse again. Verse 29. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was what? He was not aware He was not aware that his face was radiant. Moses didn't know any change had happened. You realize, dads, that when you spend this time alone with the Lord and you allow Him to speak and move on your heart and soul, you're probably not going to see any difference in your life. Who's going to see the difference according to this particular text? It's other people. They're going to see how God is changing your life. They're going to see the transformation in your heart and in your life. He couldn't tell his face was beaming, but others saw it. You may not be able to notice the transformation yourself but others will see what the Lord is doing in your life as you spend time with Him. That's God's desire. He wants to transform our lives. Well, let's hurry on. Let's look at point number two. Point number two says what? That time alone with God prepares us, prepares us to share His message. Time alone with God. During these days on the mountain alone with God, was not just an exercise for, for Moses in how to chisel stone. He wasn't just up there pounding away. Nor was it an exercise for him in just learning facts about God. God did not just open up the top of his head and start pouring in all the facts that we find in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. No. That time alone with God resulted in something more than just some emotional experience. That time alone with God resulted in personal convictions. As Moses spent time alone with God and heard the truths of God, the heart of God, the purposes of God, as Moses listened to God, he began to take on the heart. In the purposes of God. And when you and I, dads, when we spend time alone with God, our desires, our attitudes, our ways begin to change. We don't just legalistically attempt to, to toe the line better. We don't just say, oh, I'm going to try with all my might to, to, to obey a command of Almighty God. No, what happens is our hearts begin to change. There begins an identification an affection for God. You know, the Lord had a very special mission for Moses. God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt into the Promised Land. But before God could use Moses to truly accomplish that objective. God had to build convictions, biblical, godly convictions into his heart. So I'm going to ask you a little test question. Was God's mission for Moses to merely move a group of people from point A, Egypt, to point B, the Promised Land? And the answer is no. God's mission was not just to geographically move His people from point A to point B. That's why, they, that's why Moses went to the mountain That's why he spent time with God. God was pursuing what? A relationship with these people. That's why they experienced his deliverance and his salvation. God wanted a relationship with them. Now I want to ask you dads. Is God's mission for your life, dad, to move your pre-K student through college? Is that your mission? You say, of course it is, man. Any guy with any decency is going to get his kid through through college. Yeah, that's my mission. Is that your mission? Get these kids through college? Again, I'll say absolutely not. Our mission is not to just lead our kids from pre-K to college. God is calling us. He's calling us as dads to be people with deep personal conviction, a love relationship with Jesus Christ that we're able to communicate and share with our children so they embrace and know the God that we love. That time alone with God not only develops that deep personal conviction, but it also builds boldness. Notice what... what, um, Moses did. He says he shared and he told all the commands. Everything that the Lord had told him. He didn't hold back from them. When all the sons of Israel gathered around Moses, he told them everything. Moses just, as it says here, laid it out there for the people to hear. And fathers... We not only need to be men with deep personal conviction, but also men who have a holy boldness. We're not afraid to share God's word with our families, with our people. But finally, as we look on here, number three. Finally, veils may be necessary for those not ready to receive the whole message. Moses, after he had finished speaking to the people placed a veil upon his face. I don't know if any of y'all have ever... Have any of y'all ever gone fishing where the mosquitoes are so bad you had to wear, you know, the hat with the net over it? Had that experience one time in Minnesota in the boundary waters, the mosquitoes were like unbelievable. And so when we were fishing, we were wearing these hats with the mosquito nets all around us. But Moses, after he finished, he put this veil upon his face... The people would not be constantly confronted with the amazing, the startling glow of his countenance. Moses was willing to accommodate the children of Israel. He didn't insist on constantly bombarding them with the glory of God that was coming from his face. You see, he wasn't concerned that they see the glory of God in its physical manifestation on His face. He wanted them to hear the message of the Lord and heed the message of the Lord. And so he was willing to wear a veil. You know, that's very unfortunate. That there are many people who are not really ready to hear the message of God immediately. You know, what would have been beautiful... What would have been beautiful is if the children of Israel had said to Moses, seeing the presence, seeing the glory of God in your face scares me to death. But I don't care how frightened I am. We want to know the Lord just like you do. Share with us what was it like on that mountain. Share with us what the Lord wants us to do. We don't care if we're scared. Wouldn't that have been wonderful? But that wasn't their attitude. You know, in my experience, the occasions have been very few and far between. When a person has spoken these words to me, John, please tell me how to be saved. How can I know Jesus in a personal way? I I can count on my hand in my lifetime. How many people have come up and asked me that question? It doesn't generally work like that. I generally discover that I, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, take the initiative to share either a part of my testimony or a part of the gospel. And as that initial light of the glory of God's grace is, is shared, sometimes they respond, but many times they, they think on this. And so... In essence, we kind of wear a veil for those who are not ready yet to receive the whole message. For people who are not ready to receive the whole message, who have not received the way and the truth and the life the Lord Jesus, sometimes it, it takes time building a relationship. Now that veil may be necessary in building relationships to share the gospel of God, but where did Moses refuse to wear the veil? you remember in the text? Exactly. Whenever he walked into the presence of God, he took the veil off. He refused to wear the veil in the presence of God. Moses refused to have anything come between him and the Lord. And this morning, men, we've been talking about the hidden life. We've been talking about getting alone with God. Getting behind the veil where nobody else is seeing this. Nobody's knowing that you're doing this. You're getting alone with God in secret. Just the two of you. But you must not allow that veil to be used between you and the Lord. See, Moses wanted to see the Lord in all His glory and wonderful presence. And that demands complete openness, transparency with the Lord. So the Moses removed the veil that he might behold the Lord. Men, tomorrow morning or tonight, whenever you come apart from where you are and and you get alone with the Lord, we're to come with integrity. We're to come honestly. We're to come not putting on airs, We don't pretend to be more spiritual than we are. We don't pretend to be more holy than we are. We're not playing games. We come before Him just as we are. We come just as we are. Dads, I want to encourage you this morning. I know that you are carrying great responsibilities. Many of us are tempted to think, If I just had a little more money, everything's going to be okay. Many of us have developed other ways of coping with stress. And we we think, if I could just do this and this, everything's going to work out okay. God had a plan for Moses to handle the stress that was placed upon him in that responsibility. And God's plan was to get Moses alone with him. And once he was alone with Moses, the transformation of his life would occur. And that transformed life would result in deep, heartfelt convictions that would flow out of him. Boldness. I'm convinced the only hope for our families are for dads to get along with God. And I'm even more convinced that the only hope for our nation is for dads to get along with God. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word Thank you for the opportunities you have given us to hear you speak. Lord, we thank you for worship. We thank you for Sunday school. We thank you for men's groups and ladies' groups. We thank you for all these opportunities. But Lord, we know you want us to be alone with you That you might transform our lives. That we might fulfill the purpose and the destiny you have for us. By your power, may we be humbly obedient and see the fruit you produce. In Jesus' name, amen.